this has been a really bad week for the Biden administration as far as foreign policy is concerned. First, Kamala Harris screws up in Central America and Mexico. Now, Joe Biden in Europe during the G7 conference. We still have Russia to deal with this week. Iran is feeling empowered thanks to the Biden administration, and the government once again proves they're completely incompetent. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you folks really enjoyed the Saturday special. I know it was a lot longer, and I was going to make it longer for a reason. There was just a lot to report on, talk about. Uh, I think I'm going to do this more often. I think I'm going to have a Saturday edition. It's going to go a lot longer than normal. Uh, and I think we're going to talk about things that aren't necessarily news, just more culture and stuff like that. This weekend, I'd like to do, depends on what's happening, it is Father's Day weekend, but this weekend I'd like to do uh, critical race theory. I'd like to read the introduction of Ibram X. Kendi's How to Be an Anti-Racist, which seems to be something that's big in the government, the military, and our schools. And I think that if you actually understand some of what he says, and the introduction is it. Remember, I always tell you, if your philosophy is based off a lie, uh, your philosophy is irrelevant. And Ibram X. Kendi's entire book, the 300 pages of how to be an anti-racist, is already based off a lie. And that's all in the introduction. And we need to talk about that. I think it's important. I also have a couple of other things I like to talk about, uh, like transsexualism in the United States. I just finished a book by uh, Abigail Schreier talking about women being trans, how the transsexual movement is hitting girls at an age when they've never shown gender dysmorphia. Uh, I also want to talk about another section is screens in our kids. Screens being iPads, computers, phones, and how they're actually affecting our kids. So these are these are longer than normal Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday discussions. And since I'm not doing anything Saturday because my, the love of my life actually works, it seems like that would be the day to do those. And they take a little bit longer to set up than most. So I think I'm going to do that. I had a lot of fun on Saturday. I think it's one of my better podcasts. So I've decided, you know, what the heck, we'll do it. Okay, so let's talk about the disaster, the completion of the disastrous two weeks that is the Joe Biden administration. And I think we could see where Joe Biden flew to the G7 last week and spent the weekend discussing economic issues with the other European economic powers. I Again, that it didn't start well. Joe Biden was supposed to take off in Air Force One. Air Force One was grounded because of the cicadas. I, I, I know a lot of people don't believe in the Bible, but I mean, hello, that's the second time in two weeks that the presidential airplane and the vice presidential airplane was actually grounded. Now, Kamala Harris's plane was grounded because of some sort of uh, a technical problem. But now, President Biden's airplanes were grounded because of the swarm, the cicada. I mean, when are we going to see a plague? 
oh, we've already seen a plague. It was called COVID-19. I really need to review the Bible and see exactly what God dumped on the Egyptians because he was imprisoning or enslaving the Israelites. Because all this kind of looks familiar. Well, you could see where this whole thing was going by just Boris Johnson's, the Prime Minister of England, comments. And I was thinking to myself, oh God, this is going to be pathetic. So let, let's, let's read Boris Johnson's comments. And this was right in the beginning of the G7 disaster. Quote, we need to make sure that as we recover, we level up across our societies and we build back better. Oh God, he's already using Biden's statements. And I actually think that we have a huge opportunity to do that because the G because as G7, we are united in our vision for a cleaner, greener world, a solution to the problems of climate change. And in those ideas, in those technologies, which we're also addressing together, I think there's a potential to generate many, many millions of high-wage, high-skilled jobs. It's so irritating to hear this crap. Okay, first off, um, greener, cleaner world, what does that mean exactly? I mean, climate change is weather. What are you planning to change with the weather? The left always has a real extreme look on weather. They think they can manipulate weather. Real arrogant, real nihilistic, right? It's just like, what? And climate change has become a religion to these people. And by the way, the high-wage, high-skilled jobs, we're still waiting for that here. And Joe Biden's administration has been asked more than once, where are these high-skilled, high-wage jobs? You just killed the Keystone Pipeline. Thousands of jobs, tens of thousands of jobs were lost. Where are these high-skilled, high-wage jobs in the green energy field? Yeah, They're, they haven't been there and they have no answer. So continuing with this thing, and I think that is what the people of our countries now want us to focus on. Well, he's wrong there. Uh, they want us to be sure that we're beating the pandemic together and discussing how we'll never have a repeat of what we've seen, but also that we're building back better together again, again. And this time, Johnson, who is a conservative, supposedly, is actually embracing the globalist tone. So here we go. Another Biden platitude. Next. And building back greener and building back fairer and building back more equal. There's the equity thing. And in more gender neutral and perhaps more a more feminine way. How about that? Apart from everything else. So those who are of the objectives that we have before us at the Carbis Bay. Um. Wow. Wow. I would have never thought that Boris Johnson, who is a longtime Trump fan, would ever fall to the left. But his country's in trouble. His country's got some problems. His country needs to blow the Biden administration because they need to be able to work with the United States. Maybe this is this is definitely kowtowing, but maybe this is something because he realizes, hey, I got to do this. Or else Biden's going to hate me like he hates Netanyahu, who, by the way, is no longer prime minister, uh, prime minister of Israel. Stay tuned tomorrow. We'll talk about that. So 
the outcomes of this G7 were really, really, really interesting and extremely telling. Okay, so let's talk about what happened on the G7. The Daily Wire summed it up uh, this weekend in five points. Actually, six points. Uh, the, <laughs> the sixth point is all his gaffes, which I'll talk about separately. And I actually have two more points that I thought the Daily Wire should have brought up. Mind you, the United States lost with everything this weekend because Joe Biden is a globalist and he doesn't care about the United States. So the United States really gave up everything and is getting nothing in this whole thing. So let's talk about this. Uh, so the Daily Wire points out, number one, Biden's top priorities were focused on doing more for other countries while speaking in woke terms. Absolutely correct. And I would say that the woke terms actually came from the other people there, including Boris Johnson, and it was really kind of disgusting. So this first point they bring up, quote, ending the pandemic and maintaining robust support for an equitable, inclusive global economic recovery were the top priorities of our nations as we got together. We know we can't achieve one without the other. That is, we have to deal with the pandemic and in order to be able to deal with economic recovery, which, as we're doing in the States, but we committed that we're going to do more for the rest of the world as well. Here's the problem with that statement. Uh, we're not doing well in the United States. Uh, inflation is insane. Everything is way more expensive. We don't have, we're missing 9.5 million workers because of what the United States has done. So this is complete trash. And before we start helping other countries, we probably need to fix our own country. The second point that the uh, Daily Wire brings up is this statement. Quote, the fact that we, as the U.S. contribution, is the foundation, the foundation to work out how we're going to deal with 100 nations that are poor and having trouble finding vaccines and having trouble dealing with reviving their economies, if they were, in the first place, in good shape. Here's the problem. Our economy is not in good shape. And by the way, I really don't care about other economies in the world. I don't. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't care about Haiti. I don't care about Egypt. I don't care about other countries in the world. We need to worry about ours. And he's talking about vaccines like they're his to give. They're not his vaccines. They're our vaccines. The government has done nothing. The government has taken taxpayer money and created a bunch of vaccines that they gave to us, which is great. But then they sat back and now he's saying, well, we're going to create 90 million more vaccines and give them through the world. That's my money, dude. That's not your money to, to sit back and help the rest of the world. Let them do it on their own or let them pay us to get the vaccines. This is part of that whole globalist crap that Biden absolutely loves. And he uses it based on equity, racial justice, environmental justice, all this crap. He uses the right words for the left. Here's the problem. I'm not a leftist, and I don't agree with anything that he's saying. Okay, number two from the Daily Wire. Biden committed to helping fill a $40 trillion need to build infrastructure in other countries. He said, quote, we also made a monumentous commitment to the G7 to help meet more than $40 trillion, uh, $40 trillion need that exists for infrastructure in, developing in the developing world. 
I put forward an idea that was called, we named the Build Back Better World Partnership, which is, we're calling it the B3W. Um, I, I'm sorry, we're already in $30 trillion of debt. So how much of that $40 trillion is the United States going to spend? And why are we spending it to bring other countries out of third world status? Unless we plan to actually take control of those countries and implement capitalism in those countries, this is not going to work. It's a waste of time. Why are we? We can't control Puerto Rico. And that is our territory. They have destroyed their economies. It's complete, absolute crap. And again, this is that globalist thing. Let's save the world. Forget our country. Because, by the way, in the first two, first two sections, first two commitments, has Joe Biden said anything about the United States here? No, it's just what we're going to give everybody. By the way, we do have a homeless problem. We have a crime problem. We have a, a racial divide polarization problem. We have a drug problem. Don't we have a Vietnam vets who are homeless problem? Don't you think you should basically take care of our country first and worry about shithole countries? I'm sorry I said it. Shithole countries. Let them deal with it. Let let freaking Somalia deal with their own problems. Let Nigeria deal with their own problems. Let's fix our problems first. And this is what leftists love. Get rid of the Bible, right? Don't fix the plank in your own eye before you fix the splinter in somebody else's. I think we've got a pretty decent plank in our own eye. Let's not worry about everybody else. The third education that we got from this is about how, how Biden attacked the use of fossil fuels. And this has got to be the most disturbing because most of the world actually kind of depends on fossil fuels, like to survive. Quote, we also made historic commitment to permanently eliminate the use of our public finance to support unabated coal projects around the world and to end and to end them by this year. The G7 agreed to that. And those who are not members, but visiting members who are participating in the G7, who have coal-fired facilities, have also agreed that they would work in the, that direction as well. That's one. Okay. By the way, you realize half the world is burning cow shit in order to heat their homes? Coal? Yeah, it may not be the best thing in the world, but the reality is it's what's keeping people alive. And who does that affect most? This country. He also said this. So transitioning the world to cleaner energy sources is urgent. It's essential if we're going to beat the climate. We're not beating the climate. The climate, weather does what weather does. The climate does what the climate does. There's nothing man. How arrogant, how arrogant is man to think we can actually change the weather? In another statement, he said, so transitioning the world to cleaner energy sources is urgent. It's essential if we're going to beat the climate. You're not beating the climate, Joe. You're not that good. And there is one of the things I, some of my colleagues said to me when I was there was, well, the United States is, their leadership recognizes there is global warming, end quote. And I know that sounds silly, but you know we had a president who last, who basically said it's not a problem, global warming. It is, an existent, it is the existential problem facing humanity, and it's being treated that way. So we're going to provide up to $2 billion to support developing companies, 
uh, country uh, countries as they transition away from unabated coal fire power. Now I want to point out that's what he said. All the screw ups that I had in that statement, he actually said that. This is written down. I'm not making this stuff up. The guy can't speak. So the United States is going to sit there and give more money to end coal power when the reality is a lot of these countries could use coal power to actually save their people, to keep their people alive. And the country that's going to have to eliminate coal power is going to be the United States because we do use more coal power than, let's say, outside of, let's say, China and India. So, yeah, it's us who's going to be struggling. It's not going to be uh, China. Because they're just going to ignore them. Or India. They're just going to ignore them. And they're not using that in Africa. Why are we supporting these countries? Let us live. Let us be our own. This is the problem with globalism. The problem with globalism, it's about everybody else. It's never about your own people. We're all the same as far as they're concerned. As far as leftists are concerned. So another thing that Biden did, number four, uh, according to the Daily Wire, Biden insulted the words of the Declaration of Independence, saying they sounded corny. Listen to this. This is this is awesome. We're unique as a country. We're built on. We're unique in a sense that we're not based on ethnic, ethnicity or geography or religion. We're one nation that said we organized on an idea. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. It sounds corny, but it's real. Really? Really? The reason you're president is because of those words. It's corny. All men and women are created equal. And by the way, when the Constitution, the, the, the Declaration of Penn said all men are created equal, they meant human beings. Didn't matter your sex, didn't matter your race. But you make fun of that, it's corny? In freaking credible. Finally, the last point that the Daily Wire makes, and then I'm going to bring up the sixth point that the Daily Wire makes. Oh, no, then I'm going to bring up the two things I think the Daily Wire really missed, is that Biden said that it would be open to handing people inside the U.S. over the Russian government. So, in other words, what happened was, and I'm not going to read this whole thing. You can go to dumbasstalkingpolitics.com and take a look at it. But one of the things Biden said was, uh, Russian the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, and when I say president, I mean dictator, that's what he is, said that, well, if the United States was willing to give up Russian criminals in the United States, he'd be willing to give up American criminals in Russia. And he, Biden said this, yes, I'm open to it. I'm open to, no, let me read his stuff because he can't speak. Yes, I'm open to if there's crimes committed against Russia that in fact are and the people committing those crimes are being harbored in the United States, I'm committed to holding them accountable. And I'm, I heard that. I was told as I was flying here that he said that. I think that's, that's potentially a good sign in progress. God, he's so lame. That's what he actually said. I read it word for word. Later, Biden staff said that the United States would not be handing over Russian prisoners in the United States in exchange for criminals against the United States. In other words, Biden was talking out of his ass, which is typical. Now, there are two areas that really, three areas that were not mentioned in the, uh, that were not mentioned in the Daily Wire. Um, first is that the corporate tax of 15%, I said three, I meant two, 
15%. This will allow other countries to tax American countries, specifically, in this case, specifically tech companies. These are companies located in the United States would be allowed to be taxed by foreign countries and be taxed by American countries. What's jacked up about this is that European companies that work within the United States will not get taxed anymore by the United States. Who gets screwed with this global tax, the 15% tax, which he and his brilliant economist Janet Yellen came up with? U.S. citizens. We end up paying higher rates because companies we use will have to raise their rates to pay the higher taxes in Europe. Uh, how do we win here? And then you've got European countries, that, companies that can com come over here, work in the United States. They don't get taxed. The final area of concern is Biden agreed that the organization that should investigate the origin of COVID-19, the China virus, they decided that the best group to investigate would be the World Health Organization. Yeah. They want the Chinese propaganda source that hit everything about the China virus because China wanted them to, to actually investigate China into how the virus came about. The World Health Organization, or WHO, are slaves to China. Biden would be, should be the one who wants to find out what happened, but he won't do it because it means he's got to freaking attack China and kill off China like Trump would have done in the next four years. Hey, guys, we're getting democracy up the butt right now. We're getting democracy hard and fast because this idiot was actually voted in. That's absolutely awesome. Now, the big thing is the gaffes. Uh, the gaffes, uh, Joe Biden is so gone, it's not even funny. And the Daily Wire brought up a bunch of gaffes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, nothing compared to what he actually did. I was actually put some video audio here, but it's just, it, they're too many. I uh, Way too many. So the first thing is Biden repeatedly mixed up Syria with Libya. He did it three times in an incoherent, rambling answer to a question about Russia. He kept saying how Libya needed to be free and how they needed... It, it, no, Libya has nothing to do with Syria. Syria is its own country. It's 1,400. <coughs> it's not even in the same land mass. Next, Biden repeatedly called COVAX, which is an initiative word for vaccines, COVID. The White House made adjustments in the transcript saying that he meant COVID, but he kept saying COVAX. So, Jesus. Biden, at a separate event, was laughed at by all the world leaders after the British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, sat back and, and named all of the people in the G7. One of them was the South African president, and then Biden, right after Johnson finished, said, uh, you forgot to mention the South African president. They all started laughing at him, and then Biden started laughing. It was really a pathetic scene. It was really sad to look at. In his only press conference, Biden only took questions from reporters pre-selected by his staff 
And he was very open about this. He said, oh, I got to an answer. And he would look at his notes and say, John from Reuters. I'll... He also said four times in that press conference that the staff was going to get mad at him if he continued to answer questions. I mean, hello, you're the president of the United States. What do you care? No one elected his staff. What was that all about? When speaking to uh, French President uh, Macron, the staff threw all the reporters out when they started asking him questions. They made both Macron and uh, Biden made statements. Press started asking questions, and then everyone just started, and then the staff just said, get out, get out, get out. They don't want this guy answering questions because he is feeble. He is weak. He is fragile. He cannot handle it. Finally, and probably the worst, Joe Biden wandered into the wrong cafeteria for an international G7 lunch. He was walking around. People were asking him questions, kind of shocked that he was actually there. He had to be led out by his staff and told to pay attention, watch where you're walking. This is your president. How do you think Biden is going to do when he faces Vladimir Putin tomorrow? Well, he will not be holding a press conference with Putin because he doesn't want to get into a verbal, quote, verbal sparring match with Putin in front of the media and the world. That's because his staff knows Putin will eat Biden's lunch. So will Xi Jinping if he ever decides to go to China and start dealing with him. Absolutely embarrassing. Okay, here's what we got about got out of this whole thing. And I'm probably going to have to cut this down because I, I don't think I can get through my next... I don't think I can get through my next two stories because I'm already 26 minutes into this. Here's what we got out of this whole thing. Wokeness has struck all of the leaders of the G7, including conservative Boris Johnson. He got woke. We're in trouble. We are in absolute trouble if we can't even have conservatives that have the balls to sit there and deal with wokeness. And I honestly thought Boris Johnson, of all people in the world, would be able to handle that. Globalism is on Biden's agenda. He doesn't care about the United States. America first, which is what sold Trump to the rest of the world, to the rest of the country, is gone. And I think this is going to hurt him. I think this is going to hurt Biden. I think Trump or DeSantis or whoever decides to run in 2024 has enough sound bites to sit back and throw and show this. So I think it's going to be bad. Biden thinks we have too much and he feels that the United States should help the world so that everything can be more, quote, equitable, end quote. And he's said this several times. Europe won big in this whole thing. Not only did they get to tax American corporations 15%, but Biden promised to send American taxpayer money to third world countries to improve those countries. And this is on the assumption that this country doesn't need help. Meanwhile, what does the United States get? Absolutely nothing. The United States got nothing in this G7 conference. Biden promised to support NATO countries the way the United States did before Trump. In other words, the United States would pay for everything and we'd get nothing. 
Trump, remember, he sat back and he told the G7 in two, three years that he went, hey, you guys got to start paying your own way. I, United States is not here to, to, to help Germany or pay for all of Germany's defense. Germany needs to, to pay for their defense. But worse, Biden has shown how weak he is and how out to lunch he is. This guy is completely, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, whatever you want to call it, he's completely gone. I'm pretty sure even, I'm pretty sure every country right now knows they can take full advantage of him. And they're going to. Iran is. Iran is right now taking full advantage. But you're going to have to wait till tomorrow to find out how Iran is taking full advantage. And uh, because I'm already at 30 minutes. Okay, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. If you decide to go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you'll actually see a couple of show notes and articles that I'm going to bring up tomorrow. I'm sorry that I couldn't make it, but there was a lot to talk about on the G7. This is Gene. Happy Monday. And you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.